Was I not enunciating last time? I just time? need more of your uh, chest cavity in your voice. Really? I, sometimes I feel like I sound a little fake. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'd gladly go fake. How would you speak if um, if we weren't recording this for the world's favorite podcast? Yeah, it's like, Ooh, hey, man. Hey, man, what's up? It's Election Profit Makers, guys. We're back once again. Whether we speak in our head voice or our chest voice, you can always be sure that we're the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. The Latins have a phrase for it, vox populi. That means the people have spoken. And that's what we're doing on Election Profit Makers. We're speaking for you because you have no voice, but we have your voice. Oh, damn. What was the name of the guy? Uh, your voice. Oh, your voice radio. How have I already forgotten the name of our old nemesis, the Your Voice radio guy who got oh. kicked off Twitter and said he was going to move to Washington, D.C. and then took all his donors' money and moved to Tampa? Oh. What was his name? What was his oh, name? Oh, my gosh. Michael something? He started following me the night of the 2016 election. That was a bit- Bill, Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell. There we go. Your Voice radio. Um, we've fallen out of touch with Bill Mitchell, but we wish him well, and we hope that he still supports um, Trump and the entire MAGA project. Are we sure that he's even alive? So many of those people died oh, of COVID. Oh my gosh, that's true. I think if he had died of COVID, we would have heard about it, because in his day, he was a legend, right? He had the last laugh yeah. on election night 2016. Yeah, that's right. He followed you on Twitter. Yeah. I got, I got um, destroyed by him. You got trolled. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Election Profit Makers. That's our podcast. Bill Mitchell, if you're listening, we send our very best wishes. Hope all is well down in Tampa, Florida, and that you're still enjoying your followers' uh, money contributions that you uh, misapplied. But you know what they say, money makes the world go round, pi r round, pi r squared. Mathematics wins yet again. The numbers are speaking to us, <laughs> friends, and it's our job to pay attention to the messages they leave for us in our calculators, billboards, and odometer readings. My name is Kid Fucking Midas, the original Wave Rider, and I'm joined on the line by the uh, Kraken of cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin bad boy, none other than Long John Silver. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. That came from the chest. All right, now give it to me once from the head. All right. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. It's me, David. Okay. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. Hi, everybody. It's me, David. Yeah. Why don't I get more voiceover work? With a voice like this, I could be the official voice of many brands. Verizon cell phones, Toyota cars and trucks, Adidas sneakers and jumpsuits, and of course... T-I-A-A, CREF, Retirement Annuities. Yes. Uh, T-I-A-A, Head on down to your Toyota dealership for a Juneteenth holiday celebration sale. Anyway, my name's David. I always like to announce my name at least six times before we get into the meat of the podcast. It's uh, Monday. You're probably listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We hope whatever day you're listening to, it's a sunny day and your heart is full. We are trading on predicted. We're watching the news. We are following the January 6th commission. On the television. I followed it on the radio for an extended amount of time, and it was the first time that I had. And it was shocking. Are you talking about the Thursday the Thursday episode was Thursday when they had Eastman. Yeah, Thursday was all about John Eastman and just 
we the, this guy persistence is is his middle name. Thursday's testimony was with uh, the Republican attorney Lutig and then Pence's chief counsel Jacob. And uh, the first half was kind of boring because it was just the two of them bickering about the language of the Twelfth Amendment, right? Uh, about how the vice president shall open the envelope and tally the electoral college votes or whatever. It was that little bit of administrative performance that the vice president is supposed to do, as outlined in the Constitution, and that was the thing that John Eastman was saying. Actually, what this language means is that the vice president just chooses who the president is. Yeah, and these that's and these yeah. two Republican attorneys were just bickering back and forth about the language of the 12th amendment about whether it was vague or pristine it was like guys you should why are we doing this now we don't have time for this no one cares about your exegesis of the text this isn't grad school comp lit (laughs) but the second half of those hearings when they really got into the blow by blow of what happened on january 6th was prestige television at its finest i always thought that eastman was a true believer that Eastman was a just a crazy person. Right. Like Jenny Thomas or any of the other QAnon. Yeah. People. Yeah. Did, did he just came Jenny Thomas for whatever her faults are. She, she comes at it. She's the real deal. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose Jenny Thomas. Exactly. Eastman, I thought was the same way. And he basically admitted that he knew that this was never going to work and that the Supreme Court was never going to play ball. And then he, yeah, the fact that he sent Giuliani an email saying, yeah, I, um, if it's still a thing, could I get on the, uh, <laughs> the phrase was incredible. The, uh, <laughs> the pardon list, you know, if that's still in the works. He was like, I've given it some consideration and I think I would like to be included on the pardon list if that's still happening. Yeah. So that's basically admitting that he knew. Of course, I think the other side says, no, that just says that he was admitting that he knew it was going to be a witch hunt. I think the most damning thing about John Eastman, um, when we get, let's get back into the world of epistemology, what were his true beliefs? What is the nature of knowledge? Who can say? Was when Greg Jacob, who is Pence's chief counsel, said, are you telling me that the vice president can choose the president? Are you saying that Al Gore should have chosen the president in 2000 or that you want Kamala Harris to have that power? And John Eastman replied, I think in writing, replied, no, no, of course not. I'm just saying, let's just do it this one time hmm, for fun. Hmm." Yeah. And also John Eastman was emailing with Jenny Thomas apparently all the time. So got that to, we have that to consider. And she's married to Clarence Thomas. And and who is Clarence Thomas, Johnny? He's on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. Well, that sounds pretty fancy. Yeah, yeah. And uh but I don't know. She probably wasn't talking to him about any of this, so nothing to worry about. I think all all Democrats should be calling for Clarence Thomas to resign, right? Now he won't resign. Of course not. But yeah, but they should be calling for him to but resign. John, what, what would Republicans be doing? But won't that erode people's faith in the legitimacy of one of our august institutions, the Supreme Court? Oh, yeah. The very word true. Supreme means best of all things. Think of the streetwear brand Supreme, the finest t-shirts, Supreme, the court, Supreme Court. Is that our streetwear brand called Supreme? Oh, God love you, you sweet summer child. Yeah, it's like the hottest streetwear brand in the world. They kind of ripped off really? Barbara Kruger's aesthetic when you really think about it. I Right? Okay. You know Barbara Kruger? Yeah. Barbara Kruger, what did she say? I shop, therefore I am. 
your body is a battleground and there's like a black and white photo. And then there's some very distinctive italicized block white text on red banners overlaying the black and white high contrast photographs. This stuff was hot, hot stuff in the 90s. I think it was Barbara Kruger. Anyway, that's the Supreme. art world recap from Kid Midas, the original art appreciator. Back to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. Supreme New York. It's a brand. Yeah, it's a brand. It's a very hot brand. They don't have Supreme.com. They don't? Who owns that? The Supreme Court? What if they that did? Would that so would be incredible. incredible. <laughs> My God. The Supreme, the Supreme Court, Court like, bought it off the app in the aftermarket for like $2 million. They were like, we just thought we the should Supreme have owned Court's it. The Supreme Court's official website was Supreme.com. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who owns it. It doesn't, doesn't resolve. Anyway, if you haven't watched the Thursday, January 6th committee here, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing it, but some friends were like, come over tonight. We'll eat dinner and watch it. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It was so exciting. There were, there were multiple audible exclamations of disbelief as we watched it. They're doing a pretty good job. Like as showbiz, it's pretty compelling. You think so? I'm not sure Luttig choosing his words, shall we say, <laughs> with great care. He must have had a stroke or has a stutter or something. That I've never heard someone speak more slowly. It was maddening. But other than that, I thought the performance element of it, and you, as you know, I'm a showbiz insider, so I can't help but see these things through the lens of performance and storytelling and dramatic tension. Right. I thought they did a good job cutting in video clips and stuff, and it was clarifying. I mean, we all lived through it in real time, and we all basically know what happened. But, you know, it's like when you see it all laid out, Mamma Mia, what a sto- what a sordid tale, right? Right. I mean, this is like Ozark meets all the president's men with a twist of um, uh, Pen 15, right? Just the hottest uh, shows all around. Pen, pen 15. I don't know, I, probably not. No, okay. I don't know about Pen 15. Um, so while you were watching this, did you trade on in any of the markets on it? You know- I think um, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but the, a, a poll came out, ABC News, Ipsos poll that came out, and the numbers are now up. Six in 10 Americans now say that Trump should be charged for the riot. Okay. Yeah. Those numbers are up since uh, these hearings have begun. So does that? there are markets on predicted, obviously, where you can- trade whether whether Trump will be indicted by I believe it is September 1st. I'm looking at the market now it is September 1st. That had a ton of volume this week. Now right now it's trading at 15 cents that yes he will be indicted. But if you look back at the the week on the 14th of June, which is actually Tuesday, it peaked at 25 cents. Yep. So big peak now back down to 16. Yeah. And we are what three episodes into a seven episode arc. Is that correct? They're Do we know? Oh, we know how many there's going to be. I thought there were going to be seven, but maybe there'll be a bonus holiday episode with Ginny Thomas. I'm not sure. All right. I was not trading as I watched the hearings. And then the following day, I had lunch with um, celebrity guest investor Janie Haddad Tompkins, and she said, I hate to say it, but I kind of think they're going to indict Donald Trump. I know that's crazy. And then she texted me later and said, I've gotten into the market. Will Trump be indicted by September 1st? And I said, Janie, God help me, but I'm going to dive in as well. And so, yes, it's true. I do have a position. A hundred shares. Yes. Will Donald Trump be indicted by September 1st? Now, this is obviously a wish bet and it's not my first. And usually these wish bets leave me broken hearted and empty walleted. 
in terms of the money I put into them. Oh, wishing well, won't you ever wish for me? But I said, F it. I'll jump in. I'll ride waves. We're not even halfway through these hearings. I'm sure some crazy bonkers bullshit will come out that will make this market spike again. Okay. I'm in with you guys. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Because we have the same sensibilities, me and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Okay. Which is what? Which is that we we just think alike. I see. We have tra- we have traditionally fallen, you know, on, we yeah under the same I illusions. We, yes. So, if she's thinking that Trump is going to be indicted, I'm willing to follow her down that path. Remember, John, this market just says indicted. It doesn't say indicted by the state of Georgia or the DOJ. Just says indicted by anyone. Ah. So it could be Georgia. And you know what's happening next week, John? It's Georgia's night to shine because they're going to be talking about Raffensperger and Kemp and all the pressure that Trump put on the Georgia to um, overturn the will of the electors. Ah. See what I'm saying here? Yeah. See what I'm saying I here? See what you're yeah. But it still has to happen by September 1st. Yeah, but September 1st is like 11 months away. It's so far away. Mm, I think it's like two months away. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's it's eight weeks, nine weeks. I think what's a little frustrating when you think about all this stuff is this idea that some people have that, oh, they can't indict Trump because that's just too crazy. It would just be too weird and crazy to indict a president. It's never happened before. What if everyone goes absolutely wild? But that's the, I mean, that's the argument for committing a huge, crazy crime, like like being a president who's orchestrating a coup. It's like, that's also crazy. Right. But it's so crazy, you can't, it's like you can't, it can't even be called to account through a mere criminal indictment because it'd be like if someone tried to, like if I stole the planet of Jupiter and then they tried to indict me for it, it just doesn't. It's not the, it's what I've done is so bonkers. It feels like normal earth law cannot, cannot make sense of it. Right. That's how I feel about the indictment. They should come up with a new thing, a new way to punish him. That's as, that's as unprecedented as the coup attempt was. Okay. I mean, you indict people for like, oh, we're indicting you because you stole this man's car and then you robbed a bank. We're right. indicting you because you embezzled money from this health insurance company. We're indicting you because you ran a Ponzi scheme and you made and you took a bunch of money from rich people. But when it's like, we're indicting you because you you tried to overthrow the government and then you led a riot against the Capitol and, and secretly and not so secretly wanted your followers to literally murder your vice president. And you had a lawyer calling him 50 times a day trying to get him to send the send these quote unquote fraudulent ballots back to the states. I mean John Eastman was still calling these dudes after the riot. I know. And they and they kept taking his calls. Like at some point it gets a little suspicious that they kept taking his calls. Like what's up here? Why don't you just not answer the call if John Eastman is calling you hours after the riot and being like, listen man, I know, but could you just could you just think about doing this, please? Like what? I would frankly I would answer it because I I mean, because you know it was going to be insane. I'd be like, I kind of want to hear what he's going to say. Really? Just out of morbid curiosity? Yeah. Like, maybe he's going to be like, guys, that was crazy. I kind of think I biffed it. But that isn't what he said. He was just like, yeah, we need to keep going. Yeah, some people got killed. Yeah. 
No, we just have to, you know, see it through. So John Eastman is not a true believer. No. So what about Trump? Let's put on our epistemology hats. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't want Trump to have been a true believer, but he is a total narcissist. So, um, but yeah, but when he gets sued and he goes in and he and he talks, um, you know, he has to go under oath. Apparently, he behaves. He sobers up when he's under oath in depositions about real estate or tax fraud or whatever. Right. So it makes me think that he knows. I kind of disagree. I think that the normal way that humans think, the model that we apply when we're trying to understand other people's state of mind when it comes to like criminal awareness, I don't think Trump's mind works that way. I think he has his goals. He has his wishes and desires. I mean, we all have wishful thinking and we're all and we all I'm sure can think of times when we have disregarded plain facts because they counter indicate our own desires, right? But I think for Trump, there is, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess, because it's so alien. I just think for Trump, in a lot of instances, there just is no underlying belief about things. It's just his desire and then a sort of uh, perpetual inner argument, whatever it- How do we get there? Yeah, how do we get there? Yeah, how do we get there? Right. I don't believe any of this stuff. There's just no, it's not that he doesn't believe it. It's that there is no belief. That's what's crazy. Right. Does that make it's sense? It's not even in Yeah, yeah, it's not even a thought. Right. But on the other hand, ignorance of the law is no excuse as they say, I'm sure, on many TV shows about cops and robbers. Yeah. I so what do you think? Should they indict him or will it be too crazy? Okay. Well, I think I told you in the past that I didn't think they should indict him because uh the Republicans are insane. And the precedent that it would set by indicting a former president, even one who totally needs to be indicted, that the other side is so crazy that it would just mean that they would indict Biden for falling off his bike this weekend uh-huh. and throw, put him in jail. Do you still believe that? Because I have to say that's weak. Yeah, I believe that. You don't think they would? No, I mean, uh, do you still believe they shouldn't indict Donald Trump? No, no, I no, I think they should indict him. And I, but it's going to be. Let's do it and be legends. It is. Yeah, it's going to. It's going to completely. It's like there's no way to win. Yeah, because if they don't indict him and they do it again, that's also really crazy. Right. So we indict him, and then it, that just becomes the thing. Presidents just get indicted. Okay. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they've just made me, they've convinced me that they're insane, but they really won't act on it. What was Nixon's theory about? We just have to act crazy all the time and then the Soviets won't do anything. Wasn't that Nixon? The madman theory? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. But Nixon was kind of mad. I think that uh, this poll result of six and 10 Americans thinking he should be charged, that puts a little wind in your sails, doesn't it, John? Yeah, it does, but it doesn't la- it only that that is the high point. So everything will go into overdrive on the Ingram angle and Tucker Carlson tonight and O'Reilly.biz and what have you. And the, and the Republicans will all there'll be a pushback now. 
I don't think it's going to continue to be there. But don't you think some Republicans, politicians would secretly like Trump to be indicted just to get him out of the way, just so Ron DeSantis can be a better, savvier Trump, still achieve all their policy goals, but not break so many laws? I think a lot of Republicans would actually be totally fine with Trump being indicted because then they can run on the outrage. They can go into umbrage mode, but also he's out of the way. Right. Right. No, that's a good point. Best of both worlds for them. Yeah. They can just fire up the base by saying how terrible this is right. and and maybe they will indict him. Well, they have to do it by September 1st or I lose $23 and that would be truly disgusting. How much money did you put in the indictment market? Uh, I I only had enough money to buy 54 shares. All right. Wait, we, we each put in $500 a couple weeks ago. Where's all your money? Uh, I put a lot of money into something else. Well, let's talk about where you put your money. Let's do a portfolio update. Okay. I was in Los Angeles last week, and I had the pleasure of going to Rick Caruso's baby, the Americana Mall, the Disneyland of malls, an entire synthetic village representing the best of small town America, surrounded by premium shops with music playing constantly. And you can live in an apartment above these shops. This must be just like living in paradise, to quote Van Halen. Rick Caruso, though, as I predicted, now that it's just a Karen Bass-Rick Caruso race for the mayor of LA, now that this primary is out of the way with all those damn candidates, as I predicted, Karen Bass is running away with it, at least on predict it. And when I look at my position in that market, Los Angeles mayoral election winner. Sure enough, Karen Bass now at 85 cents. I bought in months ago at 68. So it looks like Kid Midas's golden touch has added again. I hope Rick Caruso gets his little hiney kicked in this mayoral election. There, I said it. And I don't care if that means he bans me from the Americana Mall, because right across the street from the Americana Mall is the Glendale Galleria, which is also a perfectly serviceable mall. So there, Rick Caruso. I think you should sell. Really? You think it's at its peak? Yeah. 85 cents? <clears throat> well, no. I mean, but it's getting pretty close. Yeah. Once you get out of that All and right. reinvest it in, in, in some growth stocks. All right. Damn, John. I'll do it right now. I'm putting in an order. I'm selling all 50 shares. Let's see what happens. I just submitted my offer. And now I'm waiting and the shares have traded. So obviously, Karen Bass is a hot ticket on Predicted. Now that frees up some money for me. What will I do next? While I consider my next investment, why don't you bring me up to speed with some of your portfolio updates, Johnny? Well, I decided to get uh, a little more involved in the, the Georgia Senate race with the news that um, apparently Herschel Walker has fathered a lot more children mm. than uh we were aware of. And I thought, well, surely that's not going to be good for him. So I jumped in and bought a bunch more for Warnock winning for the Democrat. It's not, uh, it's just which party will win. Right. And then I read in Politico that Herschel Walker received resounding applause from evangelical Christian activists on Saturday following revelations he had fathered three children he had not previously <laughs> discussed publicly. And, and then I realized, yeah, there is no way. Oh, were you that thinking that there was going to be some hypocrisy and that some evangelical voters were not going to vote for Herschel Walker now that it comes out that he has all these secret sons? 
You thought they were going to have a crisis so. of conscience and say, what are we doing? Why aren't we voting with our purported values? Yeah, Is that what you thought? I, I, I thought, uh, yeah, for a second, I thought okay. that. That's what we call dumb money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he he has come down. He was at 56 cents. What's he at and, now? Know, he's down he, 53 cents. Okay. I'm actually in okay. the market right now, and I hate to tell you, he's actually up one, and he's at 54. Okay. Do you think there would ever be a band, a college band called Herschel Walker's called Herschel Walker's Secret Sons? You know, how sometimes college bands have jokey names like that. Yeah. And then and then yeah. they do it as a joke. They come up with it. They come up with their band name in their dorm room, and then two years later, like they're touring Europe, and they still have this name, and they're just kind of stuck with it, even though it's it was like a dumb joke. Right. And then they're right. in France, and the they're being interviewed by some journalist. Yes, your name is very interesting. Herschel Walker's Secret Sons. Can you tell us about this the name you have? Is that a good French accent? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, well, we were all, you know, undergrads at Colgate and uh, we were just sitting around right. the dorm room and this thing was in the news. And uh, we just thought it was a funny name because we had to play a frat party that weekend. And then it just kind of stuck. And now, uh, yeah, anyway, we kind of would like to change our name, but that might be kind of hard because we registered Herschel Walker's Secret Sons dot bandcamp.com and that's kind of how everybody knows us so anyway yeah i'm telling you man the life of an artist it's not it's not as easy as people think i can tell you that right colgate that's where they were why not they seems like they should be from athens athens georgia yeah that's where herschel walker played oh that's true it could be a yeah and athens has a great music scene it does that's where i don't know if you knew that's where rem yeah rem athens georgia inside out B-52s are from Athens. Yeah, yeah. They're driving down the Atlanta highway. Yeah, Losing my religion. That's Mike Stipe. Michael Stipe. I beg your pardon, Mr. Stipe. Yeah. Stipe. That's me in the corner. That's Michael Stipe. That's how he sounds. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. How can people listen to that? Anyway, Uh, let's let's table that for later. Let's table that for later. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, back to Herschel Walker. How much do you have in this... GOP 2022 Senate election in Georgia. I have 250 shares. And and the Democrats winning? Yeah. All right. What'd you buy at? Uh, 47 cents. So I'm up two cents. All right. Look at you. Uh, It's a $5 gain. Maybe I should sell. No, hold on. I think think there's going to be at least one flip here where the Democrats are on top. I really think that Warnock's going to win. And it's just just the fundamentals of where Georgia is. Okay. So So you're going to hold. Yeah. This is no mere transitory wave ride for you. You're taking this one all the way to the shore. Okay. But let me tell you what I did earlier today, which is already looking like a horrible mistake. It's the gun control bill. There's a market for the gun control bill? Yeah. Yeah. How many votes in the Senate for the gun control bill by June 30th? Uh Uh-huh. Clearly, it's going to be 59 or fewer. That's up to 63 cents. Down nine, though, from 72. Yeah, it's down nine. I bought at 70. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm already down. So I don't know what's happened in in the last hour. Maybe Romney's come out or said something. 59 or fewer has to be the play, right? Of course. Yeah, they're running out of time. Yeah. June 30th. NBC is reporting that the text of the bill may be released today. They also report that Democrats made concessions on the red flag and that Lautenberg expansion, maybe this will be voted on this week. I'm reading this like this is a news article and it's actually just um, 
uh, commenter on Predicted named Roswell Crash. Okay, uh, good. So, so, of course, the Senate being what it is, Roswell Crash writes, there are always ways to delay votes if enough senators commit to doing so, even without a filibuster. That makes sense. It's definitely going to be 59 or fewer. You should you should just hold tight. Yeah, we just don't have much. We, yeah, we got four short days left. Okay. Oh, so if there's no vote, it resolves no. Is that right. what you're saying? That's what you're worried about. Yeah. Should no such vote conclude by the end date, or should the first such vote result in the rejection of the motion? 59 or fewer resolves to yes. Oh, yeah, this is your, you should definitely stay in 59 or fewer. Because if the vote doesn't happen, that resolves to yes. You're fine. Okay. Yeah. Kid Mighty says I'm fine. John, you told me you had some news about Madison Cawthorn's defeat in Western North Carolina. Why don't you share with me and our listeners what the heck you're talking about? Well, if, if everyone remembers, David a few weeks ago said And that's that me, folks, David. David was convinced that the reason why Madison Cawthorn lost his primary in North Carolina 11th was because of Democrats crossing over, uh, becoming unaffiliated, changing the registration to unaffiliated, and then voting in the Republican primary. Well, the Washington Post this week came out a deep dive into the data, and they have said that that is exactly what happened. Total vindication for Kid Midas? Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. It says, in the end... Amazing. 1,754 Democrats turned unaffiliated voters cast ballots in the NC-11 Republican primary. And Edwards defeated Cawthorn by 1,384 votes. Clearly, the effort to convince unaffiliated voters to vote in the Republican primary was successful. I knew it wasn't Republicans coming to their senses. I knew it was Democrats being little stinkers and good for them. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and it was still really close. Yep. Absolutely. He would have, he would have been reelected if Democrats hadn't done that. Yeah. That's awesome. You were right. I was right. That's it. You're just, you're just going to say you were right. You're not going to say anything about my probing intellect or my intelligence. No, you're probing or... intellect. Yeah, no, I, uh-huh, I think. Uh huh. No, I think I think your your intuition was correct, but there was uh-huh. no underlying data or data. There was. I I cited it in that what was it Asheville Citizen article about the record number of unaffiliated voters in that primary that they looked at. Yeah, Remember? but that wasn't enough for me because they what oh. they did was they looked at uh, where the, and they still don't know for certain, these could have been Democrats that were voting. I mean, this uh-huh. is- a, D- Democrats who just loved Edwards and wanted to vote for Edwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they got Jasmine Beach Ferreira on deck. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So I needed, I needed confirmation from the post. Okay. Got it. Now that a father figure has told you it's okay to believe in Kid Midas, you're ready to believe in Kid Midas, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe Okay. Remind me not to wait for Chris Saliza to say what movies are good that I say are good so that John will think those movies are good. Uh-huh. <laughs> that made sense, right? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Wait, is Chris, he, is that is he with the Washington Post? Yeah, yeah. No, he's I with, think he's um, with CNN now. Well, it's the point stands. Yeah, the point. You know, that guy makes like... Like $5 million a year. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That is so awesome. I don't want to know. I mean, can you imagine? No. No. 
speaking, John, of North Carolina. Yeah, we had an EPM listener, speaking of North Carolina, that went on a very deep dive in the Discord on some North Carolina races. And the listener dropped a link, an Act Blue link, which is the fundraising arm of the Democratic Party, which we have uh, turned into a bit.ly link. So if you are interested in donating to some of these North Carolina Democratic candidates running for state house and school boards uh, in key congressional districts, you may go to bit.ly slash act blue NC, all one word, all lowercase, bit.ly slash act blue NC. And that will take you to a donation page. I just did it. I typed in bit.ly slash act blue NC. Did it work? And I just made a donation. Totally well, works. You. Yeah. These local races are where it's at. Oh my God, this episode. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about myself a headache? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good catchphrase if I become a stand up comedian. We could spend another half an episode talking about Bitcoin again. That made people people very happy. Sorry, guys. We just had to process some stuff last week. We're sorry yeah. that we spent most of the episode talking about John's inane new investment strategy, but uh, it had to be done. John, yeah. how's your portfolio doing? My my Bitcoin portfolio? Yeah, your Bitcoin portfolio. Well, I don't know. How do I how do I look it up? Let's see. Well, you have to log on to the blockchain and then use Ethereum.com to access your NFTs. Yeah, you're not lying. It's not even. <laughs> it's, it's actually not. <laughs> I so just easy. gave myself a headache. Let's see. I got to go to Coinbase here. And hey, why see. don't? Well, I got an idea for yeah. a cryptocurrency: Tylenol coin for when you get a headache from all these guys talking about their cryptocurrencies. Yeah, Tylenol huh? Bufferin. Bufferin dot Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, I'm, I made a hundred dollars in investment powder. <laughs> What'd you say? Goodies headache powder. Yeah, Goodies BC. Yeah. All those. Any, BC, Bitcoin. <gasps> yeah. BC powder. So anyhow, uh, I've turned my $100 investment into $77. Did you really only invest $100? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you I, really I, did I'm, go in light. Yeah, of course. Okay. Because okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to, you know, find out where the floor is. And it doesn't yep. seem like we've reached it. Although... In the last day or so, it looks like it, um, yeah, Bitcoin bottomed out at, uh, yeah, it looked like it went down to like 17,500 and now it's back to 20,000. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good for you. So Bitcoin is, um, it's legit again. It's on the rebound. Bitcoin is on the rebound, folks. Yeah. I don't know about Ethereum or... Solana is another one. Apparently, they liquidated some whales' wallet using uh, some something. It's bad. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's complicated. This Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies, but I'm still interested. Okay, I'm still watching. 
And I understand that people are angry. And Well, uh, not everyone is angry. We got a listener named Timothy who wrote to you and said, John, you're right about crypto and NFTs. They're exactly like domains in the 90s. Keep digging and you'll see the utility. Is he being sarcastic? No, no. Mm, I don't know. I have to say the Discord truly blew up after in the aftermath of our Bitcoin conversation. Patreon.com slash election profit makers to join the Discord. And I will say, John, that the listeners on on the whole seemed a little more sympathetic to my skepticism about Bitcoin than that to was your really surprising to me. Knowing our listener base, knowing it. our listener base, I just really thought that they were going to come out for the cryptocurrencies and the crypto bros and the financial system and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, are you being no. sarcastic right now? Yeah, I am being a little sarcastic. I was taking hippies. a risk in showing my. Oh, Adam curiosity over here. Yeah, you're right. Bitcoin. Yeah, and, and the cancel culture scolds of the election profit makers discourse. And that's fine. That's fine. They but David's getting you. David's getting all this. Oh, David was thank you, David, for your brave defense. No one me brave. They said I was smart. Yeah. Who said I, no one said I was brave? I'm not brave. I'm no, no hero. He definitely wasn't brave. I'm just a man speaking my truth, you know, yeah, for all right. who care to hear it. I'm not. I'm not a hero. I'm a. I'm a humble man. Okay. Well, we're never going to talk about Bitcoin again. Good, because I just gave myself a headache. Let's read these listener questions about Bitcoin. All right. Jacob wrote in. I'd like to talk about why I think NFTs are so ugly. Uh, first, I'd like to point out the vast majority of digital artists are young people. That may appear to be an argument against my position since young people should be hip to digital movements, but bear with me. Second, you have to think about the creation of art as a whole. To create art requires some degree of empathy. It does not, however, require a great deal of empathy to create something that looks vaguely cool if you squint your eyes a little. If you ask the artist what they meant to convey when they created a monkey and a captain's hat, you'd obviously not get a very robust answer. Good art is created by empathetic people, and good digital art is largely created by empathetic young people. And therein lies the point. There just aren't a lot of empathetic young people who are willing to destroy the planet in such a tangible and completely avoidable way. Every digital artist I have seen express their disdain for NFTs has done so for environmental reasons, often in spite of potentially life-changing amounts of money. There is a third point, however. And this one may be the most important. NFTs are just so fucking dumb. As David pointed out, they serve no purpose and carry no utility that cannot be filled by another already existing concept. Why would anyone devote time, effort, and skill into something so inane and so obviously a scam? Of course there are no good-looking NFTs. Now, I will say that although I agree with Jacob... We did get a Patreon message from Frances, and she made the claim that NFTs are cool because she's working on a... Frances, I have to say, no disrespect, I couldn't tell what you're... I could not understand this project you're working on. It's like a music project where everyone yeah. collaborates and then Thank it all you, gets Francis. minted it was awesome. NFTs. I'm totally in support of your uh -huh. 77... Explain, explain it, John. Explain I can't what Francis' project is. Exactly, you can't. But Francis, we wish you the best with your project. And you know what? Let's let's do this. Futuretape.xyz slash search slash chaos is the URL for this NFT music project. Okay? There you go. There, I hyped an NFT. Yeah, check it out. I just gave myself a headache. 
Bridget writes in, unrelated to NFTs or crypto. Wait, are we already done talking about NFTs and Bitcoins? I, yeah. What What else is there to say? I just gave myself a headache. Sorry. Yes. Bridget writes in, hi, guys. I'm going to need John to back up his claim that Sydney Powell is from Asheboro, North Carolina, my hometown. We are famous for the North Carolina Zoological Park, the Golden Waffle, and being the genesis of the murder ballad Omi Wise. We are not famous for Sydney Kraken Powell. Where did you learn this spurious info, John? Please provide sources because Wikipedia records her as born in Durham and raised in Raleigh. The Asheville Citizen Times indicates she may have been an Asheville resident in 2020, but I can find nothing about Sydney Powell and Ashboro, Randolph County, North Carolina. I require a retraction by the end of June or I will be forced to donate money to an LGBTQ plus charity in Asheboro. Happy Pride, y'all, to have John banned from the pot. So what's up, John? Why did you make up that lie about Sidney Powell being from Asheboro, North Carolina? I'll tell you what it is. I think that that Sidney Powell's accent is so familiar and sounds so much like your friend and mine, Tyler Vermilia's mother, Okay. Who is from Ashboro? That in That's my your evidence? head. No, it wasn't evidence. I think I just I just created this thing in my head that she was from Ashboro. Based on her accent, John. That's so irresponsible. We told all these people she was from Ashboro. I know. I really I I apologize. I I think I had that thought in my head and then I looked it up and it told me I was wrong. And then I forgot that I looked it up and it told me I was wrong. And then I repeated what my initial thought was. I would never have given out that information based on just suspecting it. I believe that I had fact-checked myself and I clearly had not. So this is your retraction? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm retracting. So now Bridget does not have to donate to an LGBTQ plus charity in Ashboro to have me banned from the pod. Right. I think she should still donate, but I don't think she can ban John because that's that's fair. You've made a mistake. This is what this is all we frankly, I find it hard to believe that there's an LGBTQ plus charity in Ashboro. Really? Randolph County is not exactly the most progressive place. No. Just being honest. Yeah. There's a Facebook page. Oh, yeah, they got stuff. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's good. Randolph County has got a long way to go. Don't we all, though? I guess. What are we going to do about this uh, lengthy missive from Katie about Alaska and Sarah Palin and how we have, we're too quick to assume Sarah Palin's going to win that race? Yeah. I mean, she... she Katie went off. Yeah, she did. She thinks, uh, boy, unless one of them drops out, she'll probably split the red vote with Nick Begich, uh, a basic Republican fave who confuses people in the middle with his last name because because of other Begich's are Dems. In the end, she provides a bit.ly link for uh, Mary Peltola. Peltola who is the national coverage says she's an Eskimo, but she's not. She's a you pick. Uh, and she is running and Katie believes that 
that she can win, that Mary can win. She says, I'm a 100% true believer that Mary can take this race. Rural Alaska voters are less Trumpy, hugely impacted by climate change and COVID, and more committed to electing indigenous representation. I believe they'll turn out for Mary if given the chance. Okay. So if you believe that and you want to give money, you can go to bit.ly slash Give Mary money. Look at Katie making a bit.ly link. That's awesome. That is a great bit.ly link. Give Mary money. All one word, all lowercase. Bit.ly slash give Mary money. And I will tell you that on predicted, and predicted is not reality. It's just what the traders think. They do not think that Mary has a chance. I think Mary, last time I checked, was trading at two cents. Well... So, Katie, if you're a hundred percent true believer in Mary Peltola, as you say in your and you, as you say in your message, you should yeah, definitely give predict it your money. Thanks for the dispatch from Alaska, Katie. I might take a flyer and buy it two cents. Really? You know what? Let me do that too. We'll it's do two that. Two cents. A, two cents. I got two cents. What do I search here on predictit.org? Alaska. Yeah. Okay. Alaska at large special election. We got Sarah Palin leading the pack at 54, Nick Begich the third at 43, and then Al Gross, and then Mary Patola at two cents. I'm buying yes at three, 100 shares. You know what? F it. I'll buy 200 shares. I'm giving myself a headache, but I'll do it. I'm in. There you go. And if you want to support this candidate, Katie made the bit.ly link, bit.ly slash give Mary money. I'm going to buy 500 shares. Oh, my goodness gracious. Heavens to Murgatroyd, John. Have you completely taken leave of your senses? Man, that would be amazing if she won. Oh, my gosh. We'd be so 500 rich. bucks. Oh, my gosh. Just like that, 500 bucks. Can you imagine? Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's it for this episode. It was kind of uh, fun. It was kind of weird, but kind of fun. Are the hearings happening today? There's no hearings today. It's I think this next hearing is tomorrow, Tuesday. Seriously, guys, if you haven't watched the hearings because you just think like, I know all this yawn, I got to say Thursday night's hearing was pretty darn exciting. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is it is what you think it is, but it's somehow even worse. It's really wild. It's really wild. Yeah, it was wild. And it, and it wasn't wild in like a depressing way. Well, it was certainly depressing from where I was sitting, but it's also kind of reassuring that like they're they have figured out what happened. Yeah. Do I you know that, what I mean? Like, Yeah. That's what I felt like. Okay. Oh, this is all being laid out. Right. For the record, this is what happened. And maybe, maybe something, maybe they'll do something about it. Who knows? Maybe. The perpetual hope when Democrats are in power. Maybe they'll do something about it. Hmm. Maybe it's Maybelline. Remember that commercial? Maybe it's makeup or maybe it's Maybelline. You decide. Something like that. That was the commercial. Do you remember this one? Is it live or is it Memorex? The guy's face is getting blown off by his massive yeah, speakers. I was actually thinking of that one earlier when we were talking about live. Yeah. Is it live or is it Memorex? Is it Sanka or is it Taster's Choice? Let your mouth decide. That was another classic commercial. Something like that. Um, Who cares? Okay. Goodbye. This can't be yogurt. This can't be yogurt. Mm, raisin nut bran, nut and honey. Remember that one? Yeah, what are you eating it... over there, damn husband of mine? Nut, nut and honey. honey. Yeah, he was getting away with murder because she thought he meant nothing. I'm not eating anything, right. my love. But he was Stays eating nut and honey. Stuffing his face with nuts and honey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever see that movie Bolero starring Bo Derek? It was like a soft, kind of soft core, sexy movie. 
No, what what year? Well, did it was come very out? erotic back in the eighties. And there's a moment when Bolero's lover, I can't remember if Bo Derek's name was Bolero or what, but he's like um, from the Middle East and he covers her body in honey. He says, where is the milk and honey or something like that? And then he covers her body in honey and licks it off and then falls asleep right on top of her. I think it was a moment of erotic comedy. Wasn't uh, Bo Derek in the movie 10? Yeah, because she was a 10. Right. Well, my my dad... Uh, and this is so unlike my dad. When when I was a kid, my dad had a T-shirt with what? Bo Derek what? on it. I, I mean, I don't know where he got it. I don't know who gave it to him, but he had a T-shirt. He would wear it to work. No, he had a T-shirt and uh, and he wore it to to uh, mow the lawn. A Bo Derek T-shirt? Yeah, a Bo Derek. It was like with her Bo with Derek. her cornrows and her bathing suit from the yeah, movie yeah, 10. It was, it, yeah. I think it was that famous photo. Oh God, when she's walking out of the water. Yeah, I swear that's, that's so true. Strange, isn't that strange? That'd be like if I said, you know, it's the weirdest thing. My dad had a Megadeth T-shirt. Yeah. Huh? Can you imagine what? my dad wearing a Bo Derek T-shirt? No. Do you think he still has the T-shirt? He could probably sell it for a lot of money. Stuff like that's valuable now. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he has it. Well, anyway, John, the thing I wanted to tell you is that Election Profit Makers is an independent production. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You can send your election prediction questions and other types of comments and feedback to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you want to try predictit.org, go to www.predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds that you can invest along with your favorite co-hosts, Johnny and Davey. And please rate and review us wherever you rate and review podcasts. Uh, Positive reviews will help other people find this podcast, and we would appreciate that. And I suppose that's all I want to say other than one final thought. I just gave myself a headache, John. Any closing thoughts? No. You go take some BC powder. Okay, BC powder. Rest in peace, Woody Durham.